Have you ever met one of your personal heroes and asked them, how did you get where you are today? Like, what was your path to success? Because I want to create something similar to what you've created, and I need to know how you got there. Have you ever been in that situation? Have you ever met somebody that you just admired so much from afar for a very long time, and you had the opportunity to ask them, how did you get where you are? I have to say, I feel very blessed in the last 12 months, which is crazy to think of all the things that happened. I'd never done a vision board until last year. I did a vision board last year, and it had Amy Porterfield, Marie Forleo, Rachel Hollis. It had a bunch of really big audacious things. And I can tell you, to this date, I have met all of them in a setting that I never would have imagined, like being able to ask them a question. I got to see Rachel Hollis at Amy Porterfield's event, which is funny because then I got to meet Amy Porterfield at Rachel Hollis's event in Dallas. And then I got to speak to not only Marie Forleo, but Brene Brown. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. Like we're talking about megastars in my mind. I don't know how you view them or if you even know who I'm talking about, look them up. If you have no idea who these people are, look them up. They're kind of a big deal. But I wish that I would have had the, I guess, you know, excuse my language, but I wish I would have had the balls to say, how did you get where you are? But at the same time, I know so much of their story. I really do. I've been following many of them for years, and I know the ins and outs of their story. So why am I bringing this up today? I had the question posed to me that was, what is your path to success? And this is not like one of those humble, braggy moments of like, I'm so successful, I'm amazing, because y'all know that's not my style, okay? No, there's no ego centered on what we're talking about today. But I have had many questions about how did you go from not having any people listening to your podcast to having 50,000 downloads, and how did you have zero listeners to 500 listeners in less than a year's time? So um, it wasn't less than a year's time. Excuse me, that was total. Let's fact check that real fast. That's not true. I meant zero to 500 in about two years. So um, we're going to cover a lot of this today because I actually I've told many stories on this podcast, but I've never taken you all the way back. Like we're getting in the the hot tub time machine today and we're going really far back, really far back to where my journey began and I can't wait to share it with you. So let's get right to it. Welcome to the Profit Podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to start, launch, and market their podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of podcasting, think of this show as the time-saving shortcut you've been looking for. So let's get right to it, shall we? Okay, so like I said in the beginning, we are talking about my path to success. 
And the reason why I say my path to success, because I have achieved many goals and milestones in my journey of being an online entrepreneur. And from the time that I started, right, from having zero audience, zero people to where I am now today doing things that I love and lights me up and I love talking to new podcasters. I call that success, okay? There's a lot of measurements to success and one of them for me is being so freaking excited about what I do day in and day out and being able to talk about podcasting, okay? So there's no ego like wrapped up in everything we're talking about today, I'm actually gonna humble myself a lot and take you back to the very beginning of where I would say a lot of this journey began. So we are actually going back to 2009, okay? I told y'all, we're going really far back. And you're like, Crystal, you said you've been doing this for five years. Why are we going back that far? Because... That is when I was finally doing things on my own, right? So I graduated from college in 2009. So roughly 11 years ago, I was out on my own doing things for the first time. And there were a lot of personal things going on in my life as well. I actually had graduated, or no, wait, let me back up. I had my first son, Okay, I had my first son on May 1st, and on May 15th, I walked across the stage to get my marketing diploma. Okay, so I was a new mom, I was a young mom, and here I am all of a sudden thrown out into the world like, oh my gosh, what is life gonna look like? Because, you know, it wasn't part of the plan to, you know, have have my life turn out this way, which is so funny because, you know, in hindsight, we think that we have this plan for our life and then all of a sudden it takes a different turn and I feel so blessed and so just filled with gratitude that everything has turned out the way that it has because there's a lot of twists and turns to this story, which we're going to get into, but I wanted to let you know, like finding a job in 2009 was a struggle, okay? Like, I was in college when the market crashed. (laughs) I had every intention of finding a really cool sales job and, like, doing all these fun things, and then the market crashed. And I remember my professors saying, basically, I'm happy that I'm a professor and my job is secure because good luck to y'all. You ain't gonna find a job. That's really what I felt like they were saying to all of us in most of our classes was good luck. I have tenure. I'm secure. Have fun. Like I'm, I'm glad I'm not starting my career out right now. Really encouraging, right? You guys like, come on, come on. Don't be doing that to brand new, like baby college grads that are getting out in the world. Like that's not very encouraging. So I, like I said, I graduated from college. I had my first, my first son. I walked across the stage two weeks later, and then we decided to move back to my hometown and I got a sales job. Okay. So this is where things get a little funny and I have not told a lot of this story, but I'm gonna go ahead and tell it. Like, I'm just gonna be super vulnerable today and tell you what this actually looked like. So I had a friend of the family who had a 
home health uh, medical company, or I, sh- I shouldn't say home health medical company because they were the home health company, but they went to doctor's offices and you know they called on patients. Uh, they kind of secured patients that way and this and that. So they were a friend of the family. I got a sales job there. I think I lasted three, maybe four months before we both mutually decided this is not going to work. And the reason why I laugh is because I have told myself since I was a young child, the one job I would never get would be in the medical field. Doctor's offices make me very uncomfortable. Like dentists are okay. Like going to other, like, no, 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 no. I'm not a fan of doctor's offices. I'm not a fan of hospitals. It's just, it's not my thing. But yet here I was, fresh out of college, getting the first job that came to me, and I am literally in and out of medical offices day in and day out, calling on these doctors. I'm sitting in waiting rooms. I'm going to these doctors. I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know anything about home health. I don't know why this com- they should choose our company over a competitor. And it was a family business. So the people that did work there, like they knew the ins and outs of it because they had grown up in it. I was just like deer in headlights, like what am I doing here? How is this working and all the things. On top of that, I was a brand new mom. I was still nursing. Y'all, I had to pump while I was driving down the road. Are you freaking kidding me, right? I was like... I had my pump and I was driving down the road. I had my nurse cover up. And then I just remember thinking, is is this even worth it? Is this even worth it? I wasn't getting paid very well because I wasn't making any, I didn't have any commissions. I wasn't bringing in clients because I was terrible at this job. Okay, so I want to wrap this like part of my, like this chapter. We're going to close that because what I learned during that time was I don't want to do a job that I don't love and makes me like cringe every single time I thought about going to work. I wasn't good at it. I was not good at it because I shouldn't have been there in the first place. I said yes to a job I really didn't want to do. And I feel like they said yes to me because I was a friend of the family, even though they're like, Crystal is terrible at this. So we didn't have any hard feelings. We parted ways. We're still friends to this day, but it was just a bad fit. It was a bad fit all around. So that was like lesson number one. So then in 2010, we moved to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So if you don't know this about me, I'm from a small town in Northeast Texas, Athens, Texas, actually home of the hamburger. We're pretty proud about it. I say we, I haven't been there in several years, so I can't say we, but my hometown is proud to say they are home of the hamburger. So we moved from there to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, which was a lot bigger market, right, to find a job. And by this time, the recession, you know, everything had kind of picked back up. You know, business was starting to take off. And I thought, well, should I go back to school? And I had developed a love of nutrition. I took a a nutrition class. It was like Nutrition 101. I was like, I'm going to be a nutritionist. This is what I'm going to do. But here's the funny thing, you guys. (laughs) I realized to become a registered dietitian, you had to go through clinicals, which involve what? Being in a hospital a lot and doing all kinds of things in a hospital. And then I was like, "Mm, 
maybe that's not the right thing for me. Maybe that's not it. So I quit going to this uh, community college because I was a marketing major. I didn't have any of the biology and chemistry and all the things. So that kind of fell apart. And I really wasn't that sad to see it go because I did not want to go back to school. So that was 2010. In 2011, my husband and I, we were talking about it and I was like, I've got to get a job. Like I've got to do something. I was staying at home with our oldest and we lived in an apartment at the time. And I was like, I just, I didn't feel like my son was thriving. I didn't feel like I was thriving. I kept having thoughts of like, oh my gosh, I went to school. You know, my parents paid all this money for me to go to college. I'm not using this degree. What am I even doing? So I was like, I'm going to go get a job. So I got a temp position. Finally, I went on so many interviews that did not work out well for me. And I got this temp job at a construction company that eventually led into a full-time accounting clerk position. I was there for about a month and then they offered me a full-time like accounting clerk position. And it was so incredible because I felt like, okay, someone sees me, they see I'm a hard worker, they know that I'm gonna, you know, put my head down and get to work and do all the things. And like, I'm this, this is the job for me, right? Like things were turning around, things were looking up. I thought, this is it. This is the corporate job that I've been waiting for. I'm gonna be in this position until I retire when I'm 65 or however old I could retire. And obviously I am not an accounting clerk or an accountant today. So that didn't work out for me. I was at that company for about three and a half years. And we actually moved out to um, back to close to my hometown. We moved out there to be a little bit closer to family. And my husband, who had been working, and this was another thing, he was working in downtown Dallas, or no, sorry, I was working in downtown Dallas. He was working in downtown Fort Worth. So if you're not familiar with that, we were literally living right smack in the middle of the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and he was driving 45 minutes one direction. I was driving 30 to 45 minutes in the other direction. Plus, you have to tack on traffic and all the things. We were like ships passing in the night whenever it came to spending time together and being able to hang out and all the things. And so it just was like, uh, and we had just had our second son. So it was super crazy during that time. So we decided we moved out to East Texas, once again, close to my hometown for my husband's job. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like being a you know, working mom, like it was hard. We had two kids and daycare is insanely expensive with two kids and our oldest was about to start kindergarten. So I was like, okay, why don't I just stay at home for now and I'll just, I'll, I'll I'll eventually go back to work. I'll eventually look for another job. This was around like 2014. So I started exploring what I really wanted to do, right? Like, When you're at a corporate job or you're doing something, like you just kind of have your blinders on, like this is your job, this is what you do, and this is mostly what you think about day in and day out because you're there eight or maybe even more hours per day. So I only really identified as a working mom. So I had my job and I had my children, my family, right? So all of a sudden here I am and I'm just like, okay, now I'm just a mom? Is that who I am? Is that what I want to be? And 
my answer when I first started staying at home was, yeah, I'm going to be the best stay-at-home mom that's ever been on this planet. And I put these crazy, unrealistic expectations on me. This was also around the time that Pinterest really exploded and people like you had to have Pinterest worthy projects and Pinterest worthy crafts and desserts and recipes and all the things if you were going to be a stay at home mom, right? It's like these this judgy world that you probably don't even know about unless you've been a part of it before. And some of you are probably nodding along like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And those of you that don't, you know, those people that are the judgy stay at home moms that only do Pinterest-worthy things for all of the children all of the time. I tried it. That's not for me. That's not for me. I can't do it. Nope, nope, nope. That's not for me. But I did explore some other things. I explored cooking, and I started working out a lot more. I started running. I started, uh, like I said, I did the whole school mom, like homeroom mom, PTO thing. But then I also started writing, And writing was the thing that I feel like connected me back to who I am at my core. I had taken this creative writing class whenever I was in high school, and I loved it so much, but I don't really remember where I fell off doing the creative writing. Probably after that class was over, I was like, okay, that's cool. I got my grade. I'm done. But I remember enjoying it so much. So whenever I started staying at home, I was like, well, I'm going to start writing. What am I going to write about? I don't know. So I started exploring, I started writing poetry, I started a gratitude journal, I started doing a bunch of different things, and I started looking at books at like Barnes & Noble to help me um, just kind of explore this creative writing that I was doing. So then, that was in 2014. In 2015, I kind of got serious about my writing. So this is when the online world kind of exploded for me. I found a few bloggers that I had been following for a while and I realized, wow, like these women are making money staying at home with their kids and writing blogs. Well, I can do that, right? I'm like, let me pull my hair back in a ponytail and pull up my my bootstraps because I can do this too. So after writing for a while, I decided to start a blog, and it was between 2015 and 2016. That's like kind of blurry to me because I just remember I started writing, and then I would do the blog and then not do it, and then do the blog and then not do it. And I wasn't really consistent in doing it, and I honestly just had no idea what I was doing. No idea. I was I was on Blogger, and it's if you don't know what that is, then it's okay because <laughs> it's really just a blogging website. Like it's not even really like a, a customizable website, like something like WordPress. So um, that's what I was doing, and then then in 2017, I published my first book. Now I know you're thinking, wait, Crystal, you just said you had no idea what you were doing. But then you publish your first book in 2017. How does that work? So I had started blogging. And then I had our third son in 2015 and was like, what do I, I don't want to blog anymore. I I have three children. I don't know what I'm doing anyway. I'm not making any money. I'm not seeing any results. There's not this huge explosion of growth that I thought would happen, right? I had these unrealistic expectations that if I just threw content out there every once in a while, then 
it would totally explode and I would be, you know, internet famous and all the things that did not happen for me. So what I did is I put my blogging aside, but then I came back to it and I said, man, at that point I had done a hundred posts. Okay, and I know you're thinking, whoa, that sounds like a lot. Well, it was basically from 2015 to 2016, I had done that many. Again, it wasn't consistent, but it was, I tried to do it every few days. So I did have a bunch of content out there. So I thought, well, why don't I just turn this blog into a book? And at that point, I had become obsessed with taking my kids to the library because I'm just going to be honest, it was the one place where I could take all the kids and like we would go pick up my oldest from school and then we would go to the library and they would have story time and I would kind of get some alone time because I would drop them off in one room to like sit for story time. And then I would escape to the nonfiction business section looking for books that I could read, that I could check out. And that's when I really became obsessed with learning more about business, even though that's what I went to school for, which is so funny. I went to school for business, but I was hungry to learn, how can I turn this into something that's profitable that makes our family more money? So that's when I just got the wild hair of, I think I wanna publish a book and because I was reading so many other books. So that's what happened in 2017, And we also moved again in 2017, right? You're like, Crystal, how much moving? Yeah, we moved four times in five years. It was kind of insane. I'm so glad that we don't have any plans to move in the future, but it was was pretty intense to move our family around that much. So we moved again in 2017, and that's also when I did some of my first public speaking gigs, right? So I spoke at a few MOPS groups. If you don't know what MOPS is, that's Mothers of Preschoolers. So if you have anything that's geared towards moms, that is a fantastic place to start speaking to them and reaching out um, in your local MOPS groups. But I got a few speaking gigs because people wanted to know how I published a book. So that's what I talked about. And that's really when I fell in love with speaking and helping other people. And do you see where I'm going with this, right? Like in 2017 is really when I started doing public speaking, which I didn't know at the time would lead me to speaking to you here on this podcast in my office. And I think it's just a really cool way. um, It's like a full circle moment for me and looking back on this whole journey. So it was 2017. In 2018, we moved again. Yes, we were in one location for 10 months before we moved again for my husband's job. Y'all, it was crazy. It was crazy moving that much. But that was the last move. We like that was the move to the house that we're in currently. But that's also the year in 2018 that I started my podcast, my original podcast. And it was at the end of 2018 that I launched my first course. That's when I launched the very first version of Profit Podcasting. And then in 2019, I got really serious about podcasting and about my business and actually turning this into something that was not just a side hustle. It wasn't just a hobby. It was something that was actually making money for our family and something that I loved to do, right? So that is 10 years in the making 
of me coming here and be doing this, doing what I'm doing today. Isn't that crazy? Like, I love how people all like they always assume like, oh, well, you know, Crystal must have just started her podcast and then immediately everything fell into place. And now, you know, she's grown her email list and she's done this and she's got lots of downloads and she's partnered with these awesome companies and done all these other things. No, (laughs) are you kidding me? Go back to 2010 when I got a job in my hometown and it was something that I absolutely hated. And I didn't throw this in there because I couldn't remember the exact year that this happened. I think it was in 2010, but uh, I got a job at a gym. It was one of the big gyms, okay? I'm not gonna name it, but it was a big gym in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And I didn't even last a week because it was so awful, It was such an awful sales job because of the tactics that they were teaching me. It could have been, I could have thrived in that position had I had a different manager with different sales techniques. But again, it was bringing me one step closer to realizing, oh, this is not what I want to do. I need to find something that I'm more passionate about. And selling gym memberships in really sleazy, slimy ways was not my passion and not something I was looking forward to. So all of that to say, 11 years later, here we are today. Here we are today. So whenever someone says, what is your path to success? What does that actually look like? I just want to tell you, it's not a quick and dirty like version of like, just do this and microwave your success and then it will happen. This has been a very long personal process, if I'm being really honest with you, because I have done so many things, so many things that you may not even know that I'm like speaking at mops groups. Whenever I first started, I was like, I'm going to be a public speaker. I'm going to be the best public speaker there is. I spoke to, I want to say three mops groups. And then I was like, oh, these aren't the people that I need to speak to because they could care less about business. They want to know more about crafts for their kids than business. So why am I speaking to them? So that was a lesson in who I wanted to speak to and what my message actually was. Another lesson was from that first job I had right out of college. I knew I didn't need to be in the medical offices every week. And I knew I did not want to be pumping, right, while I'm driving down the road. That is, this is not the success that I had painted in my mind whenever I was dreaming up, what do I want to do when I grow up? I just remember thinking, this is not it. This is not what I want to do. And then as an accounting clerk, like that job was really great. It paid really well because it was in the corporate world. But again, it wasn't anything I was passionate about. I looked at my bosses and I was like, I don't really want their jobs. Like I, that's not, I don't see myself in their positions. So this job isn't serving me, even though I'm getting paid pretty good, pretty decent, right? Like it just, it wasn't something I was passionate about. But here we are today. Here we are with me teaching entrepreneurs how to get started with their podcast. And this stuff lights me on fire fire. Like I hear Alicia Keys, this girl is on fire because it really does. Like sitting down, talking to entrepreneurs, being active in Facebook groups and answering people's questions, getting your emails and answering them. Like I got an email today. Someone said, hey, I just went through your training and I still have a couple of questions. 
And instead of seeing it and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so sick of answering everybody's questions, I got so thrilled that someone came to me and asked me a question because they know I'm going to provide something of value to their podcasting journey. That, to me, is the definition of success, of doing all of this hard work and knowing that someone is looking to me to help them, like help them find a solution to their problem, help them guide them so that they can succeed in the future. And I talked about this in the last episode, but I have an episode coming up that is all about the ripple effect of podcasting. And I'm really looking forward to sharing with with you because it just, it makes me so emotional to think about the journey that someone can go through just listening to a podcast, not even creating one, just listening to a podcast. It can change your life. And I know that sounds dramatic and you're like, Crystal, really? Like you're going to pull on that? Yes, I'm going to pull on that string because I believe that a podcast can change someone's life because I'm living proof. I got my finances in order after listening to Dave Ramsey's podcast for years and Chris Hogan, which by the way, this is another, like I met Chris Hogan last year, which was super cool. So if you don't know who that is, look him up. He is your retirement guru. You're welcome. Go listen to his podcast. It is incredible. But this is what I'm saying. Like you can absolutely change your life just by listening to a podcast. But we have talked all about my path to success and what that looks like for me and how I define success. But I actually have something really cool that I've been waiting to share with you. Like I've known about this for a while, but I couldn't say anything until today. But my mentor, Amy Porterfield, has put together a super cool quiz For those of you that are thinking about how you want your path to success to look like. And I know not everyone is going to be a great fit for creating a digital course, but I really want you to go take this quiz. So it's called, What's Your Personal Path to Creating a Profitable Digital Course?, And what's really cool about Amy and the way that she creates all of her content, she's going to tell you straight up whether a digital course is right for you or it's not because she just, she'll tell you, she's not going to waste your time. She doesn't want you to, you know, spend a lot of time and energy and effort if it's actually not something that's going to work for your business. But she actually recorded a super cool video that I wanted to share with you today on the podcast, inviting you to learn a little bit more about it. So I'm going to share that with you and I'll meet you right back here in a second. Hey there, Amy Porterfield here. If we haven't met yet, I help entrepreneurs take their expertise, knowledge, and know-how and turn that into a profitable digital course that they can sell online over and over again. Have you ever thought about creating a digital course? Maybe you have, but you have no idea where to start or even if you're a good fit for a course. Well, I've created a two-minute quiz that I want you to take right this minute. It just takes two minutes. And this quiz will actually let you know if you're a good fit for a digital course. And if you are, which personal approach should you take to create your course? There are actually three different approaches that work really well with digital courses. The quiz will tell you exactly which approach is right for you and then give you your step-by-step instructions on how to get started with a digital course. 
The quiz takes two minutes, it's really quick, but the results are really powerful. So click the link where you're watching this video and go take the quiz. So in there, she said, click the link below this video, but they're actually in the show notes. So go to crystalprofit.com slash episode 175 and you'll find this quiz link and it is so good. It's so good. And because I wanted you to know kind of what this would look like for someone who's just getting started, I actually went and took the quiz myself. And I pretended that it was me from circa 2015, because that's really when I was just kind of playing around with the idea of making money online and trying something, right? This is when I started blogging and failed miserably, (laughs) but I kind of transported myself back to that time and I answered the questions on this quiz and I wanted to share my results with you. So uh, what will happen is you'll go, you'll take this quiz, and just like Amy said, it's literally two minutes long, but you take the quiz and then it will tell you what your next steps are. So it doesn't just spit out like, oh, this is what you are, congratulations. No, that's that's not how Amy works. Like she, she does such a fantastic job with giving you what she calls your marching orders. That's what she always says. Let me give you your marching orders for what you need to do next. So my results in taking it as the crystal from 2015 were the three things that I needed to do. So I needed to, number one, start with my story. What is my transformation? What has happened in getting results for myself? Because I need to share that with other people. And then step number two was to spark inspiration. And it's really funny because if I look back on what my journey looked like from 2015 to 2018, when I actually started my podcast, I feel like that's what I was doing. I was sparking inspiration for myself and who I wanted to serve and what I wanted that to look like. So that's really cool to see that that's what I needed to do. And then number three is create transformation. So for me, and the way I interpreted these results for myself is I needed to show how do you go from point A, failing to be a successful blogger, that was my point A, to where I am today teaching entrepreneurs how to start their podcast. What did that look like? And I shared so much of my story here with you today, but one of the things I failed to mention is when I started my podcast, I started to have people ask me, how did you do that? Like, what did that look like? Do you have a checklist? Like, how did you go from just an idea to a full-blown podcast episode? I want to know how that worked. So that's kind of been my story of how I went from having no idea what I was doing, doing multiple jobs that did not fulfill me and things that I just flat out was not passionate about to being so excited. Y'all, I jump out of bed in the morning Like every day I get up at 5, 10 a.m., go pour myself a cup of coffee, do my daily, like my morning work where I do my writing, I do my gratitudes. And I'm usually, (laughs) my my brother-in-law calls it butt in seats. That's what he always tells his kids whenever it's like time to go. They're going on vacation. He's like, all right, butts in seats at a certain time. I have my butt in my seat, usually around 5.45 a.m. And I'm so excited to get started on whatever it is that I'm doing that day. Because I know the work that I'm doing matters. 
that is what keeps me going and what gets me so excited about everything that I've been doing in my online business and in my journey. So I hope that you enjoyed this kind of like sneak peek into my journey and what my path to success has looked like. And I would love for you to learn more about my mentor, my friend and my mentor, Amy Porterfield, because she has taught me so much. So you can go to crystalprofit.com slash Amy, and I put together a really cool page about what my journey has been like ever since I really started listening and following Amy in everything that she does whenever it comes to online business. I'm talking about building your email list, creating a digital course, having successful webinars, turning your turning your digital course on Evergreen where you're literally making money in your sleep. I learned all of that from her. So again, go to crystalprofit.com slash Amy and you will see I have my favorite podcast episodes that she's created. I've put some fun pictures of Amy and I together. And I'm also sharing a very fun video that I did whenever we went to her entrepreneur experience in 2019 in San Diego. And you don't want to miss it. It is a very cool page. So again, go check that out. You can go to the show notes or go to crystalprofit.com slash Amy to learn more all about Amy Porterfield and the impact that she's had on my business and everything that I'm doing today. But that does it for this episode. So I hope that you enjoyed listening to a little bit of more of my story and hopefully you know a little bit more about me and what this journey has been like. But again, the show notes for this episode are crystalprofit.com slash episode 175. And I'm really gonna encourage you to go take Amy's quiz. The link is in the show notes. You will find it. You'll see uh, a picture of where you need to go, sign up, do all the things, and I want to know what your results are. So after you go take the quiz, head on over to the Profit Podcast online community and tell me, tell me what your quiz results are. Tell me if you're excited about it because I am so excited to see more podcasters monetizing their show with a digital course because I think it is a no-brainer transition from creating content to creating paid content that people want to come to you as their go-to expert for. But again, that does it for today. So if this is your first time tuning in, I would love for you to subscribe to the show and leave us a rating and a review. Tell me what you wanna hear more about because in the month of August, we are gonna be talking about making money with your podcast. And if you have questions about a digital course, let me know because I have so many fun things in store for you. So post about it in our Facebook group. Make sure you join us if you have not already. Again, the show notes are crystalprofit.com slash episode 175. And remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. Somewhere.